When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. From the one and only Ron Effect on YouTube and Twitter, he says, the next six days will be some of the best days for Giants fans in 2019. Food will taste better. Music will sound better. School will be more tolerable. And this week of work will be the easiest and quickest pay we will ever make of the entire year. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 82 of Bleeding Blue. And today we are interviewing and reacting to the Giants' first win of the season with Ron Effect and celebrating the historic debut of Daniel Jones. This was a game full of the biggest ups, the saddest of downs, including an injury to Saquon Barkley. But most importantly, the Giants showed resilience in a game where they were down by 18 points. They win. It was a lot of fun. 32 to 31. Without further ado, let's bleed blue. Gentlemen, I'm tired. You're tired? I'm tired, yeah. You're tired there, David? That took a lot out of me. Yeah? Yeah. This is the first time that we're pretty much having a reaction episode. Yeah, this is uncharted for us. Yeah. I'm not used to this, and I'm in much better spirits right now than I normally am post-game. Post, because it's usually a loss. Post-loss, yeah. So yes, we are here interviewing and celebrating a historic debut by Daniel Jones, and pretty much, you know... It just uh, pretty much a classic Giants victory. Really, I think if you look, I mean, really, this is this is Daniel Jones's first win of his entire career. So it really is, I don't think it's much of a hot take to say it's historic. Ron Effect, you are yes. here, my friend. You are here with us. We are celebrating. How are you doing? Tell us your mood right now. Justin, David, I'd first like to say thank you for having me. My mood right now, it's more chill. It's more chill than it was 15 minutes ago. I was turning up as if I was there, if I was on the sideline. I feel like I've never been very acrobatic, but I feel like if I would have tried, I could have done a cartwheel with a back tuck, you know, if I, you know, first try. That's how much energy, because, you know, like when your adrenaline's up, like what you can do, you know, people can do amazing things when they're scared or when they're hyped up. So I had that type of feeling. Um, Jumping around, man, I just, oh, man, the feeling. This is at home, you know, so I can only imagine the electricity in the air at the stadium, it's a lot of relief, so many emotions, man. But, you know, there, there was some negative in the game, uh, just, you know, play from players, uh, the situation we were in, injuries, obviously. But, um, yeah, for this, it's like, you know, I feel it's a step moving forward. You know, if you want to go, oh, the Daniel Jones era, this is a great – you ever hear Don't Judge a Book by its Cover? 
Like, I'm just thinking, does this pop in my head? Don't judge a book by its cover. Daniel Jones being drafted, not what majority expected. It's like, you know, a lot of negative down feelings. Even myself, it was a shocker. Didn't really bash the guy because if you're a giant, hey, you have my support. But it was just a little bit shocking. So that was the cover of it. Now that you open up the book and we're in the first chapter, this was the first good three pages. Oh, Daniel Jones is, well, the first couple pages was his preseason, but this is still the first chapter. Oh, his first regular season start. That is how you do it. Four touchdowns, 300 plus yards, freaking, oh, the, 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 how he, he, his, his style, the mobility of him, freaking the escape. There's like little things. I can't wait to rewatch the game. There's it's the little things. And just looking forward to a lot of answer, uh, questions were answered going into this. Oh, is it Shermer, Shula, the play callings? They had their, you know, goofs, you know, like uh, Eagles game last year. We had that one, the second one, had that game in the bag. All of a sudden they stopped giving it the ball to Saquon. So does that happen for this year in the passing offense? Oh, are they like when Eli was in, are they instructing him to throw check downs, drags, and dish it off to the halfback. Now that Jones is in and he's slinging it downfield, it's like, okay, guys, now we know that, you know, it's just how it went with Eli's play. I love Eli, not bashing. I'm just saying that is a question answered. They have two different play styles. Daniel Jones was airing it out way downfield, getting touchdown. What was the final? 32-31? That was a uh, – sorry, am I talking too much? <laughs> sorry, did you guys no, want to – No, no, oh. Okay, because when I go, I go. <laughs> like the the it was 32-31, that was a conversation last year. Oh, the Giants haven't put up 30 plus points since however long. I think, you know, the Redskins game broke that streak. Um also this is like I feel this is one for the loyals. This one the loyal fans deserve. You know, there's those fans out there who, you know, take a walk. You know, it's like, oh, I'm out. The Giants are do that. They go on to another team, follow star players over to Gotham City. And then, you know, <laughs> and now it's like, you know, I feel like the fans deserve this. I've said this countless amount of times, you know, in videos like, oh, I hate this feeling. It's like this torture. I don't like this torture or whatever. Never thought the Giants would be here. Now this is like a gift back. You know what I'm saying? The feeling, the high, every person who felt some hype, you know, the Giants fans or whoever, Daniel Jones supporters, every person who felt hype, that was a gift back from the right. torture. You know, it's, right. it's almost like being released from prison. And I'd like you, you were kind of bringing up some games from last year. You mentioned the Philadelphia game that kind of when we went away from Saquon, but partially what happens when the Giants, quote unquote, go away from Saquon in the course of an NFL game? When you're going away from Saquon, you're going away from running the ball, you're going towards passing the ball and moving the ball and moving the ball through the air. And that's just hasn't been something that the Giants have been able to do in a consistent manner enough. And we've even seen it these first two weeks of the season where Eli Manning, David has really brought up this point throughout the first two weeks of the season, where Eli Manning is being asked to play quarterback, and when he is being asked to be the sole guy for this football team, he just couldn't do it anymore when a game plan wouldn't go perfectly, when the overall course of a football game would not go according to plan and go perfectly, when the Giants would be down by 18 points, when they would be down by multiple scores, by three scores, Daniel Jones was able to bring this team out of the ground, partially combined with the defense taking a huge step up in the second half. Jameis Winston makes some bonehead decisions. But, hey, you want to know what? You can't control what happens on the other side of the ball. Don't be mm -hmm. making these excuses. Just appreciate what's happening around you. Defense took that step up. Daniel Jones was getting pummeled in the second half, mm -hmm. continued to rise to the occasion. And that's what you really do like to see, that you're able to see the resiliency and how just even though things weren't going directly according to plan, how he was able to rise to the occasion. That's really one of my big takeaways, David. Yeah, for sure. I'm kind of in the same boat 
Um, I think what's really important is you have to realize, to both of your points, we outscored the Buccaneers 22-3 to in the second half. And that's something that we have not seen as Giants fans for a very long time. I love Eli Manning. I know both, all of us here do. But the point is, Justin, I read you this before we went on. Daniel Jones, in his first NFL game, faced an 18-point deficit at halftime. He's now 1-0 in those games. Eli Manning was 0-44. I'm not saying that that means Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than Eli Manning, but what I'm saying is Daniel Jones has an it factor, and it takes a lot of different things to come back from that kind of a deficit in the second half of a game, especially when you lose your star player and the defense can't stop a nosebleed. It takes a lot of things, but it all starts from the engine of the team and the team and this team's engine is now very clearly Daniel Jones. He he quickly took that the reins of the team and said I'm bringing us I'm bringing us to a W. And that's extremely exciting to see cuz this team's going to need it going forward. This team is not by any any stretch of the imagination a complete team, a team that's ready to compete with anybody in the NFL. They're going to need their guys to step up and make big plays. You saw it a couple of times with different guys today. But it all starts with Daniel Jones tonight. Is all tonight is about Daniel Jones. Yeah, I agree with everything you guys are saying. It just sparked something in my mind too. You said like uh, when Justin said like a uh, resiliency. It's like that's another thing too. When I was watching, I forgot what was going on. I guess the sack. Did you see where he got like his face stepped on, like yeah. his his helmet? So it's like it's stuff like that. Like take, he's taking the hits. He knows what that feels like now. And just to, and just to be clear, we're not actually saying like we're not metaphorically saying Daniel Jones got stepped on. His face physically yeah. and actually got stepped on by another human being, another defensive lineman who was a pretty, pretty solidly big man. <laughs> We're talking yes. about large human beings. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, oh my goodness, bro. This is like, I feel like, I honestly felt bad for Daniel. I'm like, yeah, why? Like, it, it seemed like that the, the, the tackles, bro, just in the second half, they were blocking so good. And it's like, okay, now they're going to. Make da make Daniel feel this now. It's like don't let up. Like you know, let you know they're, they're they're crawling for a comeback. Let's not let what's his name uh uh Barrett. Oh my goodness, man. He oh I'm I'm glad he didn't get any more sacks because this might be petty. I hate when people set records and make milestones on the Giants. So that is set in history. So when the highlight reel shows up, it's you know, oh freaking oh when he been Barrett freaking when Shaq Barrett has whatever Ring of Honor or whatever it is. It's like, oh, he did this against the Giants. So glad he tied with other Bucks. But yeah, for um Daniel, so now he knows what it feels like to try to clutch a comeback, being down, going downfield. Oh, know what it's like to be pressured like that. Um, you also brought up the defense. Oh my goodness, man. Like I, I don't even try to steer it that way. We're gonna talk about it. Obviously, there's defensive problems, but yeah, Janoris, oh man, I just I, I don't want to do it. I'm gonna be cool right now. I don't wanna like I don't I'm not really into all that, you know. Like you guys saw it. You know, you know how I'm feeling, do you guys like you want to take I, the reins? I, yeah, I know exactly how you're feeling. I have a little bit of a hot take, though. And I've probably been a little bit more defensive of the defense over the yeah. last two weeks, especially last week. Mm. And I caught some heat for it. Hot take, outside Janoris Jenkins, defense played very well. Yeah. Um, I, 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 looked, I was looking at this a little while ago. Mike Evans had nine catches. I believe they were all against Janoris Jenkins. Yep. The, the, the only person... The, the only other receivers who caught passes, no other receiver caught more than three passes. 
So that means guys like DeAndre Baker, guys like Antoine Bethea, Jabril Peppers had a very good game. The pass rush was there. They were they were on top of Winston a lot of the game. A lot of this team played well. It was unfortunate that one guy consistently got torched, and that was the reason why it kind of created a lopsided number against the defense. So I get it. There are still places places that you need to address, but this defense is a lot closer than people think they are. It's a young team. They're coming together. They'll. I, I really do think that these second halves of games are not anomalies. I think they're, they're a young defense that takes some time to get into a flow of the game. And once they do, they can really shut an opposing team down. We're talking three points in the second half. That, that really means something to me. Yeah, I don't I don't know what changed, but the the slingshot from the offense, we really needed that. The first play, you know, great block by who made the block? Was it Slayton for Evan when he took a 75 yards? Uh, I have to watch it again. I don't remember. And then and then the two-point conversion, that was much needed. Sometimes I say for the Patriots, you know, they say the best defense is a good offense. Uh, you know, defenses win championships. Well, they say defenses win championships. Sometimes I say the best defense is a good offense, and the New England Patriots have that. That's what makes them so high-powered is their offense. When people talk New England Patriots, they're talking majorly about offensive players. No one hypes up how good their defense is, even though they, you know, they have to have a good defense. But it's Tom Brady, Edelman in the past. Gronk, whoever, Sonny Michelle, and then you know for the Giants, what they did this game, their offense was the was somewhat of the defense helping them. Like the the defense today, five sacks, five sacks spread it all around. Oh, Connolly had an interception, much needed. It was kind of given back though uh, after the fumble, the Daniel Jones fumble. Wasn't really his fault because you know the pressure's coming. Um, and aside from Janoris, I tweeted about that too. If if some of those, if two out of three of those touchdowns, if he didn't get toasted for you know those touchdowns, and they would have held to a field goal, the score would have looked different. But you know what? To to play, a, I don't even know the right words. Like this, this might sound a little bit silly. I'm somewhat happy that it happened for a bunch of reasons. One, made a more exciting game. Mm-hmm. Two, <laughs> like for the outcome. Two, it's like all right, now we know we know the flaws. Now we know the flaws. It's like, you know, I just I just can't see that from Janoris again. Mike Mike Evans is good, but you know, in the words of what Kim Jones, I think she put on uh, put on Twitter, it's not like uh, I think Mike Evans hasn't even had practices that easy. You know, <laughs> it's like and, and, and Janoris is supposed to be our best corner. That's the thing too. He's supposed to be our best corner. So if you're getting torched like that, it's like I don't know. I'm not trying to turn you on Janoris, but it is the what crazy. It is. The crazy thing is about what Evans did, especially in the first half. I mean, seven catches, probably, I think, around 140, 150 yards and three touchdowns allowed. The crazy thing about what Evans did in the first half is that we knew going into this game that Chris Godwin was pretty much the Buccaneers' number one wide receiver heading into the football game. He was their leading receiver. Not to say that Chris Godwin's number one on the depth chart, but... Just how this Tampa Bay offense has been going, it's been very inefficient. It's been very, you know, depending on, you know, field position and great defensive play to set up positive offensive opportunities. And Chris Godwin has been the main guy that's found the end zone for them. Him and Jameis Winston have had that great connection. Chris Godwin had three receptions, four targets, 40 yards, no touchdowns. So it was just so surprising to see Mike Evans break off in the way that he did. But you also do have to think that it is kind of funny that Janoris Jenkins did have those comments after the game last week. Yeah. About how, you know, I, I can't be I can't be guarding, I can't be covering guys for 15 seconds, and then lo and behold, he goes out and he gets beat. I mean, 
I just really did think it was Murphy's Law for this Giants defense first half. And I'm not saying that because of his bad luck. It was genuinely bad play. But you, this is where you do have to, you have to give credit. You have to give credit. We are a podcast that tries to find silver linings. I honestly think it's boring to just sit back and just say, oh, you know, uh, James Betcher's shit, um, fire everyone, fire Sherm yeah. or fire – I think I, I think you're able to see with your own eyes as football fans when something is bad. But I think it is a little tough to find things that are positive. Here's what is positive. Maybe not counting the Dallas game, but at least the last two weeks, the Giants have been able to go back into the locker room. James Betcher and his defense has been able to go back into the locker room and in a span of 10 to 13 minutes, however long halftime is, they are able to make proper adjustments to allow the team to get back into the football game. That's what they did last week. That's what they did this week. You have to work on the two-minute drill. You can't allow Jameis Winston and you know Mike Evans to catch that 55-yard catch. You can't allow it. You can't allow the team to get in the field goal position. But you want to what? When life gives you Matthew Gay, you make lemonade. I, I I like that. Yeah, I said I said I think Janoris Jenkins needs to buy Matthew Gay some kind of a present. Yeah, because he gifted yeah. him that he gifted the Giants a win, but yeah. he he really did a big favor for Janoris Jenkins. I really want I want to point out I will and, and Justin I know you and I will talk about this later in the week when mm-hmm. we're really recapping the game, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention you know the, the line whether it's three or four however many on the line played very well. There was only one drive um, it was towards the end of the game where Tampa really was able to run the ball. They were running the ball right down our throats. Mm-hmm. And, it was, and it was after – it was right after the fumble. So the defense came right back on the field. They were gassed. We said it to each other, Justin, they, they were gassed and they were, getting, they were getting the ball run down their throat, but they held. They didn't break. They forced a field goal. So the front line was solid. I thought – Lorenzo Carter had a very good game. I thought Ryan Connolly had a very good game. I thought Marcus Golden had a fantastic game. Yeah, Marcus Golden's been like the MVP really, really good. so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. I, and I thought DeAndre Baker really had a big game. You know, for all the crap he's been getting the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, he did one of those things that we say about corners a lot. We didn't call his name out. That's usually a good thing when it comes to a corner. Yeah. And he made a couple of really nice plays in the running game. Right coming up making stops. So overall, outside Janoris Jenkins, I'm I'm happy with this where where this defense is going. Right. All right, David, so, do you need to head out? Yeah, I should. All right, head out. Okay. Be well. Thank you. All right. Yep. Ron, nice talking to you. Nice talking to you too, David. Uh we'll do it again soon. Do it again soon. Uh, another win? Yeah, if, I don't know if, the one. If, if your fans want it, only if your fans want it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I have a, I have a feeling they will. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, later guys. Ron, I want to give you an opportunity to talk about who you are. <laughs> I always like to say for our guest, who the hell are you? Who the heck are you? Give us an opportunity. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about your YouTube channel. Tell us about whatever you want to talk about in terms of your journey, in terms of content creating. Why did you want to create a YouTube channel talking about the Giants? And really, talk about how widely successful you are. You almost have, do you have over 10,000 subscribers now, or are you getting close to it? Knocking on the door. Knocking Knocking on the door. About 50 subscribers away from 10,000. So guess so guess what? I guarantee you we're going to have a few more than about 50, 50 listens and 50, ple- than 50 people that are going to be listening to this episode. So go on YouTube right now. Search Ron Effect. Subscribe to Ron Effect. Let's get Ron Effect to over 10,000 subscribers the day after this historic Jones debut. So, Ron, take it away. Who the hell are you? Thank you so much for that. All right, let me start off by saying this. Who am I? I'm just a fan. 
I have to say this all the time for the people that I meet, you get excited to meet me. I say that we're the same person. You know, people, some people get so excited to see me. I feel like that's a blessing from the, from the universe, from God, you know, it's like, cause I'm just a normal guy. I'm just a fan, but people have that same reaction as if they're meeting, you know, who's somebody famous, like maybe like, you know, Kanye or Jay-Z. They're like, Oh, Ron effect. Da, da, da. But for me, I'm just a fan. I just happen to, to document, you know, my journey, my just how I feel, put it out there growing up, you know, in middle school, high school, you would think living in New Jersey, you see a lot of Giants fans it, growing up, the Jets fans are making themselves known, send Eagles fans out here. It just seems that there wasn't a bunch of Giants fans that I had as friends growing up. So it was like, you know, it was kind of tough. So for the whole YouTube thing, you know, it kind of happened by accident. My first ever video reaction and video was uh against the red was the redskins game I think what 2016 it was like the josh norman odell beckham jr feud oh boy that was yeah. quite the game to start out on <laughs> yeah like it was one of those things where you're ever upset and you just have to vent to somebody you have to tell somebody about your day or something that just happened it's like yo yeah. you won't believe what just happened it's almost like uh you, when you met daniel jones you know say if nobody knew you would have to tell somebody, right. you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, for the Redskins part about it, it's like, you know, after that game, it's like, I got to explain to somebody how I'm feeling. Like, I want to yell. I want to, I just feel ridiculous doing it by myself, just, you know. So, the power of the internet, picked up my phone, yada, yada. All right, let's start with this. Da, da, da. Hold on to the hold on to the ball, Shane Vereen. Da, da, da. Eli, I thought you were coming clutch. Da, da, da. Like, you know, it's just, you know. <laughs> You know, oh, Josh Norman almost had this, that, another. It was just, I had to vent, man, because I want to see them win. I thought, because I thought they were going to have it. What else happened in the game? I think it was like a, um, what was it, Bobby Hart? Someone had a, a off a offsides or yeah, a false start, rather. You're, you're telling us between Shane Vereen and Bobby Hart, you're, you're going to give us, you're going to give us heartburn talking about these Yeah, hey, I'm sorry. Like. Yeah, let me, let me jump forward. So anyways, I, I put that video up, put it on Twitter. It got a lot of retweets and likes. I'm like, you know what? Let me put this on YouTube. My YouTube channel was somewhat video gamed. You know, Madden, all that type of stuff. It wasn't really popping. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to take a different direction. You know, they like this. Let me spread it on YouTube. See my, you know, video game fans like it. Put it on there. You know, it kind of somewhat blew up a couple of thousand. I was way smaller then. You know, not a lot, not the same subscribers I have now, the viewership. So it got a, you know, it was like a, it was like a, a snowball that, you know, started to grow. Then I started rarely doing the videos. I started rarely doing them. And then after a while, you know, I just started doing more. It just, it kind of grew on me, you know, and I started being more consistent. I never thought I'd be here, you know, with being consistent, talking about more stuff than just the games. Also, it's just like uh, my passion, I guess. A lot of people say that like, oh man, I'm a Texans fan, but I love your passion. That's why I watch you this and other. Um, it's just because I love the Giants. It's like, you know what they say? If you're ever passionate about something, that's what you do. It's like, I know it, so it sounds silly, it's not like I'm a chef or anything or an artist or, you know, was, I, I kind of feel like it was not really art, but I'm creating. I'm creating Absolutely. something, you know. So, yeah, like I, I had a passion for it and just, you know, it just is what it is. Um, I'm not a GM or anything. It's like people feel that way. Like, you know, if I, like, I'm not sure if you have this, if you predict something, if you say what they should do and it doesn't happen or it goes a different way, people come back to you. Oh, because this is what you wanted. Oh, you said this and the other. It's like, I don't have that type of juice. I'm just a fan. <laughs> um, you know, and also if things do go well, you never see those people again. So I can't wait to, it's going to be crickets and tumbleweeds from a lot of non-Giants fans, you know, from people who doubted Daniel Jones, who think that he's going to be bad um, after the Eli Manning thing. But yeah, uh, as for me, as for me, just, yeah, I'm just a fan, big dreams, like, you know, just, just to, just, just to put something in life, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be a nobody. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to, like, the day that I die, I want to be like, you know, hey, I did do something in life. You know, if I ever have kids, this is documented. Hey, look what daddy did. You know, this, yep. is what I, this was what I was doing in my life. And also a better life, too, you know, trying to make revenue off of this. You know, it's just, you see the flamboyant lives of people. If they're a rapper, actor, uh, you know, YouTubers who buy houses or whatever, don't want to work a day job my whole life. Just want to mm -hmm. make easy money. Want to make sure my father never has to work ever again. You know what I'm saying? Make sure he ne he's he been working his, his whole life. Extremely hard worker. Going about to go on his retirement. Can't wait for that. Going to celebrate hard with him as if he won a Super Bowl himself. Mm. So, you know, try to make sure that, you know, I just I just want to I just want to have an amazing life more than worth living. I feel some people have immaculate lives and they're just so ungrateful. Me, if I had that type of life or that life that I wanted, I know I'd be forever, ever grateful. I would appreciate every single day. Like the appreciation we have for this game that just happened. Like, hey, you know how we're all turned up and on a thousand right now? Right. I would have I would have this feeling every single day of like, you know, like the tweet you read off, you know, food's going to taste better, music, all that I put out there, that would be my life. I, I can yeah. already see it. I can already see it. I just got to, I just got to work for it and get right. there. I got right, and part of yeah, and part of what I definitely do love about you know kind of like some of the things that that we do, but I especially feel like on on YouTube where I feel like you definitely have a an established community full of people on YouTube, especially in the comments section, um, and especially even when you're at Giants games and you just run and you run into people, mm -hmm. the community of people that you've built um i know that's really what i kind of live off of and i kind of uh i feed off of every single time i post an episode every single time i upload a video it's you know oh yeah i know that at least one person is hopefully going to enjoy this and get a smile off of it so really that's that's honestly what what keeps me going and that's honestly what kind of keeps me trying to keep on keep on grinding to keep on growing a growing a community full of uh full of bleeding blue listeners and full of full uh loyal giants fans as well yeah, man. Like you say, put a smile on people's faces. That's another thing, too. Like when I say, you know, people come up to me and they're so excited like, as they see like a rapper or something. It's like that makes me feel good. You know what I'm saying? It's like not like it just brings importance to me, but just like, you know, like who 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 doesn't like making someone happy? There's right. there's 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 evil, demonic people out there who love getting joy out of other people's pain. You know, like, you know, just do messed up stuff just to see them upset. Like, you know, we have internet trolls, people who take it too far. Mm -hmm. You know, misery loves company, as they say. I don't know what the opposite of that. We got to think of, like, a catchy phrase. Like, the opposite of misery loves company. Like, happiness, not happiness loves company. We got we to gotta think of something else like that. Like, you know, because when you're happy, it's almost like, you know, people who have a flamboyant life, lots of money, and they just want to give it, give money back to people or something. You know, say, oh, I have the money to do this. Let me, like, for my dad, right? Like, oh. I have all this amount of money. I want to buy you something. Oh, pay off right. the house. I want to give you happiness too. Oh, for my friends. Like if I had, there's billionaires out there. If I was a billionaire, oh, hey, your your uh, mortgage is paid off. Your mortgage is paid off. This, that, and the other. Yada, yada. Oh, you have a broken down car? Hey, there you go. You know, if I had yeah. billions like that, but I shouldn't even be saying this. Next thing you know, I, I hit it big. Next thing you know, hey, yo, Ron, you in a given mood? But uh, I, keep, I keep a small circle anyway. So yeah, people wouldn't probably dare. But um, you, you understand what I'm trying to go with no, this? No, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah, man. Just if anything, I could keep saying is just I'm a fan. I'm just a, I'm just a regular guy. I'm just a fan. I do have bigger dreams for myself. You know, like maybe in the future acting. Um, I have like many many goals for myself as well. Like you know, just I won't go too much into it because they say anytime you talk about your goals, it's like you know it, you're kind of taken away from yourself. You just stay focused and c complete them first, then talk about them. Yeah. You know, absolutely. So it's, it's one of those. Absolutely. All right, uh, Ron, I feel like we, we talked about a lot, of, a lot of positive things. We talked about how excited we are with Daniel Jones. I'm pretty sure we're going to go back to that 
Um, as I'm just looking on Twitter here myself, I'm looking at some of the videos that I put up and I'm like, okay, here's something that maybe we want to touch on. Here's something we maybe want to touch on. But we do have to talk about Saquon Barkley. Yes, sir. We got we got to, we got to get this out of the way. Um, I feel like it's you know it's definitely one of the top three storylines from this game, rather than you know the defense, Janoris Jenkins, <laughs> Daniel Jones, and you know just obviously the old the whole win within itself. But it's looking like it's an ankle sprain, looking like it's probably going to be a high ankle sprain just based off of where he was hit and how he was kind of wobbling around, hopping around. He came out in crutches on a walking boot towards the second half of the game. Um, I am thinking it's going to be, he's going to be out for a few weeks and we honestly will not be seeing him until I think I would say middle, middle of October, best case scenario. Mm -hmm. Uh, how I feel on it right now, like in this moment, it's, you know, I always had the hopes for playoffs and all that, but if he's going to be out for a while, obviously he's going to be a hurt. Um, but like I said, you know, earlier, it's like, it won't, he won't be out forever. Um, this is going to give the giants to learn how to play without him. I just feel bad for him, you know, like out of all the NFL players like him, like, I get it. He's a running back. You're starting. That's the risk you take. But and just for it to be that bad, you know, like not a week or two, this another crutches. The When I saw the boot, I was like, uh, like it hurt me a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he'll recover fast. Um, and yeah. Oh, for so yeah. What I just thought about for this season, I know a lot of people weren't really thinking playoffs. That's all I always say. That's just all I want. I don't care about a, a, a twelve and four, thirteen and three record. Just whatever gets them into the playoffs. There's been times where teams eight and eight have made the playoffs. You know, so or like it was like a couple years ago. It was like the Panthers and another team. They had like yeah. terrible records, but just how everything broke down, one of them was forced to make the playoffs. Yeah. So and I'll, and I'll tell you what. Um, the Eagles. I hate, you know, I, it's way too early in the season to really be projecting any of this. But, you know, we're three weeks in, and the standings, you know, you are what your record says. I believe Bill Parcell says that. Eagles are 1-2. Giants yeah, are 1-2. Yeah, we're tied. We're tied. And the Eagles being in the spot that they're in, them and Dallas not necessarily running away with it, like I feel like a lot of people thought that they would, where, you know, it was either going to be Philly or Dallas getting either the number one or number two spot with a bye. And then whoever finished in second place in the NFC East was going to not be far behind, and they were going to get the first wild card. You know, as of right now, even just looking at the way Philadelphia is playing as a team, not playing that well. So it's, you know, it, we're multi few, just a few weeks in. Giants have somewhat of a favorable schedule coming up, not counting the New England Patriots. Yeah. So, hey, you know, why, why, not, why not not count out the Giants, but... Here, here's my thing with Saquon, okay? Mm -hmm. I like how you mentioned that you just, I feel terrible for Saquon Barkley. Because finally, 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 I came in today thinking, you know what? Saquon Barkley's career can truly start today. Saquon Barkley's career could truly start today. Pat Shermer's coaching career as a New York football giant head coach, particularly as a leader of the offense and as a play caller, that can really start today. Everyone's time with the Giants, and, and this is even including Dave Gettleman, it, it truly started today. Mm -hmm. Dave Gettleman was not hired to rejuvenate Eli Manning and his career. Pat Shermer was not hired to rejuvenate Eli Manning and his career. They were hired to find, number one, find the next of kin at quarterback, and number two, form him. That is happening under our own eyes. It's all happening right now. And the fact that Saquon Barkley, at least for the first few weeks of this, will not be a part of it and can and will not be a contributing part of it, it absolutely stinks. But also at the same time, Ron, I'm a guy that says the running back position does not matter in the NFL. 
Mm. I hate to be that guy that poo-poos on this when Saquon Barkley did hurt himself, but when Saquon Barkley rushed for over 100 yards these first two weeks, did it matter? Nah, it didn't. You still got you know, the loss. Yeah, you, 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 you still lose. You still find a way to constantly get behind two touchdowns plus, multiple scores every single game. When you're asking the most important part of a sports team to play and produce, we couldn't. Today, the most important part of a sports franchise, of all of sports, was asked to produce, and he did it. And that did not, that did not include a smidge of a running game, and we found a way to do it. I am a yeah. big guy that says running back does not does not rarely ever matter in the NFL, and I hate to say, and I'm not. This is not me shitting on Saquon. It's just shitting in the the position that he plays. Where I would not be surprised to see this offense really thrive without him. Not to say that we don't need him, but mm. just for the fact that Daniel Jones is going to be that much of a difference maker because the quarterback position is that much of a difference maker. What do you? What? Where are you on the whole positional value of a running back stance? Um, you're right. Running backs value aren't as high as a quarterback. Quarterbacks definitely do matter. Um, I've always brought that up with the Eli thing, you know, in Super Bowls. I'm not sure if you ever got this, like, you know, being a Giants fan, people trolling or just trying to downplay the Giants or Eli, you know, me loving them, you know, people, oh, the defense got him those rings, defense got those rings. You're telling me for the people who trash Eli, oh, Eli has been trash, as you say, his whole career. You're telling me, so quarterbacks don't matter. Then what's the point of paying these high quarterbacks? Why, why don't teams just all invest on defense? Oh, the and Giants. And also, yes. people that said that, the defense carried them in 2011. The running game carried them in 2011. Mm. They had the league's last-ranked defense in 2011. They had the rush. Now, in the postseason, that running game turned itself on. But during the yeah. regular season, dead last in the NFL in, in rushing as well. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what people are watching when they tried to defend. When people were trying to defend Eli and and even say, "Oh yeah, the defense and rushing game carried him during the two Super Bowls." Don't yeah. know what team you were watching in 2011. Yeah, so I always say it's like definitely not the same Eli. So a quarterback definitely does matter. It's like you're, they're, they're, they're nicknamed the field general. You know what I'm saying? It's like you have to have a good quarterback. They're the first person to touch the ball, you know, on offense. They Or they touch the ball, yeah, first. Just, you know, get a snap to them, decide what to do with it. They, you know, call the audibles, make the reads. It's like very important. So, yeah, quarterback is numero uno for importance. So as for Saquon's value, yeah, like I'm just like how you were talking, I'm just a little bit afraid, you know, for the for the dark day in an alternate universe. Hopefully it never comes, knock on wood, that uh, you know, if they ever do trade him. Like I just am I just want him whoops. I just want him to go down as a giant forever. Like Michael Strahan's legacy. You know, I love it. Lawrence Taylor's legacy. I love it. What they have in common, they were giants forever. Eli, when he goes out, oh, Hall of Fame, people have been giving him a lot of roses, you know, the Hall of Fame debate. So, you know, oh, unanimous into the Hall of Fame. You know, I remember you saying that you want to be in Ohio. I plan on being there, too. I want to be there, see it live, see the bust come out and all that. So there's that. Um, who else is like a longtime giant, you know, just like, you know what I'm saying? Just like having a, a, a giant there that's just, you know, with the Giants their whole career. And then, you know, like not even putting on another team's jersey. You know what I'm saying? It's like not that it really matters, but just having a a long career with the Giants. So I would want that for Saquon. You know what I'm saying? Rookie of the right. year, br brings hype. You know, he's special. He is very special. Um, just I, I just don't want him to be treated like like just an employee kind of way, you know? Right.
like how people felt with the old Dell Beckham thing. Like they, people think it was just his talent. No, there's like other factors. I'm not gonna really go there, but yeah, just you know, just an example. There's other factors that played into his trading. But for Saquon, like this, like this was really bad for the injury to happen. So it's like today's a great day. That's just a little curveball, though, you know. So for this season, oh man, it's gonna be a wild one. It's gonna be a wild one. Like you were talking playoffs, sort of. Imagine, imagine, like what are these next weeks, man? You know what's kind of crazy. Like, um, I, I kind of think forward, like, you know, hypothetically. I, I These are just thoughts to myself, so I won't be judged, but I can share it now. Oh, the Giants take on New England this year. What if the Giants upset New England? What if that defense gets it together, you know, to a top notch where they can slow down the Patriots? And what if things turn – Golden Tate's coming back. People forgot hey, that's in the back. That's a back card. So yeah, it's uh yeah, it's the it's the the Redskins September 29th, October 6th, another Sunday. That's right, because we have well, how now how big is that for Daniel Jones? He, uh, what's, he has a he has a road victory, first yeah. game. His next two starts are going to be home. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, you think you think they're gonna do us dirty and, and skyrocket the prices? <laughs> You know they're gonna skyrocket this weekend because <laughs> you know I always like to get those those close seats, bro. Mm-hmm. But like, see now I feel like I gotta be there. For all the listeners, I'm not one of those people where it's like, oh, I'm not going to any Giants game. Someone told I put this in a video before. Someone told me on uh, Instagram, oh, why do you go to these games? I said, you know, because I'm not a fraud. I'm not, you know, uh, uh, let's say I'm not sure if I can say this word. Uh, a loose girl. You know what a loose girl? Like, you know what words I'm thinking of, right? Girls yeah. are kind of loose. You know, she belongs to the streets. I'm not one of those type of fans where it's like, oh, they're not winning. Fine. I ain't going no more games. Like, no, if you're not doing well, I'm gonna still show up and support you. Like, do thick and thin. Like, in words of my father, with like the bowels, you know, it's like, oh, for better or worse. So yeah. what? When worse come around, it's like, yeah, I can't do this no more. Like, no. Nah, there's it's also, like, there's also just nothing like being there. Yeah, you know? man. But it gets kind of, you know, because, you know, some fans, they like to bring up, oh, there were more this fans at the stadium. Like, people try to twist it because I stay there, you know, until the music stops so I can do my video. And people try to say, oh, look, empty seats. It's like, no, I waited for everyone to leave. But for this game, (laughs) the ironic thing for this game, there was an awful lot of Giants fans there on Mm -hmm. the broadcast. You can hear the Let's Go Giants uh, uh, chant, you know. So I've always noticed that over the years. A lot of Giants fans live in Florida, man. So if it weren't for like the hurricanes and all that, that would be like a second home to me, to yeah. to Florida. That's just the only thing I don't like over there is just the um, so many hurricanes. But um, yeah. So what's I gonna say with that? Oh, so yeah, with being there, man, it's like, it's I don't know. It's just it's like extra support, you know, just being loud. Like you know, how were you reacting during the game? I said this that you know I I yell and scream as if I'm actually there. You know, like with right. my reaction, with my reaction, which is now live right now, Giants fan reacts to the Giants comeback. Uh, I told you this pre pre start of the podcast. You know, my fat was hanging out and all that, but I ain't too. I know they're gonna roast me, but I ain't mad about it. Hey, this is me. I gotta get the stomach down, but it's all right. It's all <laughs> right though. But um, yeah, for the game, yeah, it's gonna be packed in there. It's gonna Baker Mayfield's gonna eat his words. You know, it's gonna be packed in there. Yeah, Redskins. Yeah, the division rival game. Imagine if we win that, man. We'll be yeah, we're one and two to even it up. Even it up, and then the Vikings will be a little bit of a test. And then a short week, Thursday night football. Yeah, we really needed this one, bro. I should have yeah. said this when David was here. Yeah, we really we really needed this game because if we would have went 0-3, it would have been like, you know, a weapon to the back of our head. And also, and also I, was, I was saying this during a, one of the Periscope live streams, and I think I still feel this way, where it's like, you know, all I was really looking for today was little victories. 
mm. little moral victories. And even if the Buccaneers were to drive down the field, and even if Matthew Gay were to, were to put that field goal right through the uprights and we were to lose that game, I would have still been like, yup, I'm okay. I'm good. I feel really good. I feel really great. We knew the defense was a problem. Blah, 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 blah. But just think of how good it is for this locker room, man. You know, oh, just just yeah. think of how good it is for these guys who went through so much losing last year. And then also for all these rookies, think of how many, especially these rookies in the secondary, these young guys in the secondary, young guys on the defensive line, this new offensive line that's playing together, you know, their first three games for the first time. Think of just how good everyone feels to mm-hmm. win a football game that matters and not just win a football game that matters, but this honestly does feel, because you made the change at QB, this honestly does feel like a move and like a game that could sustain itself over time. Not saying it will, not saying the Giants are going to go on to win the next three, two games, and blah, 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 blah. Pat Leonard and a lot of other the beat reporters talked about there being just a freshness in the locker room and there being a new energy around the team. Think about how much winning the game actually does solidify that and make the locker room still lighter and more less heavy going into next week. Just think about like as like a culture wise, like culture wise. Mm. Yeah, and that locker room is definitely lit. I would love, I would love to be in there. Like you know, what I'm saying like imagine um, doing it on the road as well. Those are always tough. Um, some of like you know, like the little victories you're saying. How about not even little victories. I don't even want to call this like you know the the, the ref type of thing. I I really can't stand the um pass interference. Yeah. yeah, you get challenged. I really don't like that at all, man. I really feel that it's going to come into a play for the playoffs. Hopefully, not a Giants game if we make it in there. If we get a ticket to the playoffs, hopefully that don't play a, a factor to where it wasn't pass interference. A coach challenges it, and then you know just to humor them, I guess they call pass interference, and then that's a controversy. You know, because this whole rule is just because of what happened with the Saints and the uh, Rams. You know, oh, a no call. Now, and it cost them. Now they got this new rule. And then what if they, you know what I'm saying? How many, I think it was called like twice, two red flags. Well, Shermer threw one too. I don't know. He should have saved it. Like, why would you try to offensive pass interference? I feel like it wasn't necessary. That made it more an exciting game because it cost them a timeout. But yeah, man, it's just for the Giants. Sorry if I'm like all over the place. I'm like, just my mind is still spinning, man. Like, my mind is still spinning of everything that happened, so, like, everything is not so clear because I got to rewatch the game again. Uh, got to look at the statistics and all that because, yeah, pregame, I didn't even know. I thought it was only three touchdowns for Daniel. It was four. I lost count. That's yeah, two, how well he- yeah, two passing, two rushing. I do have to – I do want to bring up because this guy, this kid was playing his first game as a, as a starter, as a rookie in the NFL, Darius Slate. We saw that connection briefly in the preseason with Daniel Jones and Darius Slayton, third game against the Cincinnati Bengals, where he made that nice catch down deep down the left sideline. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, we'll probably see some Cody Core. We'll probably see some TJ Jones. I did not think that Slayton was going to be thrown out there as much as he, he was. And it was certainly a great thing. Really showed off that 40-yard dash speed, um, especially when now I thought this was one of the best moments of the game. Like, this is like, oh, Pat Shermer is finally, like, opening up the playbook and really utilizing, you know, the team to its strengths. 12 personnel. Daniel Jones has a play-action fake. Daniel Jones is able to step up in the pocket, move within the pocket, push off of his back leg to push the ball down the field to Darius Slayton, who was double-covered. But Mm -hmm. he was able to just beat 
beat his men, beat the guys in front of him. And I think that play went for 46 yards out of 12 yeah. personnel with two tight ends, two wide receivers on the field out of play action. I'm like, this is Pat Shermer. This is Pat Shermer's offense. This is exactly what we need to see. And that was great that Darius Slate was able to show up and show out the way that he did. Yeah, man, that's that's yeah. I, I brought this up before that uh we got we now know it's not Shermer and Shula what they're drawing up. Like yeah, they saying the rolling out the play action. We got to see so much of Daniel of like his mobility. I think I where did I tweet this before? Like I said, like imagine like you know Daniel Jones taking off for like a, a thirty yard run for a touchdown. They would erupt. I get really excited when he takes off, especially for the the, the go ahead touchdown. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Like like I was talking. It's on film, guys. Make sure to check out my last video appreciate you guys um what did i do in the video what did i say i was like hike it hike oh because they almost got to delay a game i was like five seconds hike it hike it hike it and then he hiked the ball and then you know that's always a bad sign if it like kind of they take that all yeah, the way down to one play. They yeah so they rushed it and he was holding holding the ball for a minute i was like yo nobody's open and it was fourth oh it was fourth down too yes it was yes, oh it i was. can't wait till we rot we rot to the game it was fourth down. I'm like, yo, nobody's open. He took off. Oh, man. Like, obviously, the crazy thing about that play is, is that, and this is what was going, this is the benefit and the advantage the Giants had on the Buccaneers this week. The Buccaneers didn't know Daniel Jones. They didn't know Daniel Jones within this system. All they had was the preseason tape, and I guess they had to go back to his college tape and watch what he did with Duke to see what he actually could do. Because you just didn't have the tape, and I guess this is where you do affirm Pat Shermer, where Pat Shermer barely showed anything, anything of what Daniel Jones really did well. We barely, we didn't see any of his mobility during the preseason, and we didn't see any of it during training camp. None of it. Ron, you were there for a few practices. I don't know if I ever saw Daniel Jones ever break, break containment and run. I don't yeah. know if I ever saw that. And what he was able to do, especially on that fourth down play, that go-ahead rushing touchdown score, there was no middle linebacker in the middle of the field. There was a safety that was deep down the field. The middle of the field was left wide open where they were just begging him to run that ball. And he was able to show off his athleticism and just punch the ball and walk the ball in for a touchdown. Yeah, what's hilarious is, was it Bruce Arians is the head coach? What's yeah. What's hilarious is that uh, pre-game or his interview, he said that we're gonna make we gotta make Daniel Jones pass the ball, something of that sort. I might be paraphrasing. So hey, careful what you wish for, because he definitely was passionate, definitely airing it out. And um, yeah, bro, and I think the Bucks defense too was a good test because you can't really downplay them. If it was the Dolphins, you know, people would downplay the heck out of it. But again, he got to feel that that Bucks defense though, because there was also an almost interception, which doesn't count. Like what was it? Was it right before halftime? I forgot what it was, but yeah, it was a almost would have been pick six, right? But, right. but it but it was dropped. Um, so yeah, that Bucks defense was you know showing up. Barrett was showing up. Who else? Um, oh, the guy on the other side, yeah, uh, Nasib, Nasib. Yeah, Nasib. That's a that's Nassib. Ryan Na Ryan Nasib's brother. Yeah, yeah, that's how. <laughs> like you know, like didn't the Giants have a quarterback that had that same last name? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, so he was made his presence known because yeah, what, how many times did Jones go down? Five times, I think. It was a total of five sacks, but I'm sure there were a bunch of other hits that he took. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's another thing that he got a taste of, if you know. But yeah, see, the the old line got to get it together because this is just a theory. I probably probably have heard this before. Um, from someone else that, oh, for the first two games, you know, with the benching of Eli Manning, oh, the first two games probably was just a test to see if the offensive line was the real deal. And it was. Like, you know, I think they, yeah, in going well, into this, going into this game, what would they rank, like ninth or something? 
like with offensive line protection or something like with the running game at least. I forgot what the the what it was, but their their offensive line blocking held up pretty good. Yeah, and even in limited opportunities. Now, granted, you have the best running back in the NFL back there, but mm-hmm. even in limited running opportunities, the offensive line showed up. And even when Eli Manning was asked to play quarterback, what they were able to do is they were able to still hold a clean pocket for Eli Manning, even though you know you're down by 18 points in the middle of the third quarter. Teams know that you're going to be throwing the football. You're not going to be running the ball. So mm-hmm. that leaves open either A, opportunities for blitzing or just prevent defense. Offensive line held their own regardless of you know what, what the game situation was the first two weeks. Now this game, this this Bucks defense, you know, led by uh led led by Todd Bowles, it's no joke. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely no joke. And we yeah. knew this, you know, stopping Cam Newton. Now Cam Newton looks a little disastrous himself, but stopping Christian McCaffrey and really making Cam Newton look uncomfortable. And they were just able to make Daniel Jones feel uncomfortable at times, but he never really, you never felt like Daniel Jones was actually uncomfortable. I'm watching, a, I'm watching a replay right now. This was from the first half where Daniel Jones had that nice play to Saquon Barkley. He gets, he gets held by the back of his Jersey, but he breaks containment. And then he hits Saquon on a, when Saquon was coming out of the backfield and he was running a, he was almost running like a little bit of a curl. Hmm. So when Daniel Jones breaks containment and he hits Saquon down the field, this is one of Saquon's only passes that he caught down the field. So I'm trying to describe the situation correctly, um, just so everybody knows. But Daniel Jones's eyes never escapes downfield. His eyes never deviate from looking down the field and looking out in front of him. He, how many times have we seen Eli Manning's eyes for about three seconds? They'll look down the field. After three seconds, he's hmm. looking down and he's looking in front of him. This is just just unbelievable, unbelievable how good you know how good quarterback play can change literally everything. Yeah, like that's why I love that Daniel was going downfield. Also for the gameplay, you said earlier, oh the Bucks didn't know how to prepare for Daniel. You know what highlights you have to go off of. Like I say pre my pregame video, oh if I'm a head coach going against the Giants, oh we don't have to worry about them going downfield. Watch for slants, watch for drags, this that, and other. Right. There was a few of that, but turned into big plays. But um, yeah, I think that played a factor too. Like they were, they weren't expecting the Giants to go downfield like that. I think that's you know, if you've seen in like uh wars, like you know, years ago and all that, how they battled each other on the on the field on the battlefield. It's like oh, they won't expect us to be attacking from here. They won't expect us to be in disguise. They won't, you know what I'm saying? It's like tactical, you know. So I, I feel like you know maybe. That was another reason that they were going downfield, or maybe it was just Daniel's play. Daniel waiting for somebody to get open downfield and not just taking the check down. Also, like uh, third down plays, man. What was it, third and 15, third and 16? The, oh, that was the almost interception. That was the almost interception. Even though it was the almost interception, you know, fourth down, I like the fact that he went downfield to try right. to get it. Not right. just not just really a give up play because a lot of teams do that. Oh, third and long or whatever, they don't really try to go for that first down. They just try to take what they get and help the punter. But I like the fact that he actually tried to pick it up. So yeah, for Daniel Jones, man. Oh, oh, that is mentioned too. His him being calm, cool, and collected as well. Like you said, it's like that's great too. We saw so much from Daniel, man. It's like you ever hear first impressions or everything. It's like you only yeah. get one. You only get one chance to make a first impression. For this regular season start, we really got to know Daniel Jones, man. We really got to know Daniel Jones because we didn't get a lot of. We got a lot of a little bit of a hey hellos, oh nice yeah. to nice to see you or whatever for preseason and training camp and all. But for regular season, it's like how about this? One of my comparisons again. It's like when someone introduces you to a girl, you know, it's like you know that might be date worthy. 
you know, oh, you met her, you meet her this one time. Oh, hey, nice to meet you. Uh, and then, you know, you see her again at another group thing, you know, hey, you know, nice to meet you. Hey, nice to see you again. You know, how's everything? All right, cool. And then you go about your day. Now it's like, oh, it's another meeting. You're at a party and this time it's saying, hey, how you doing? Good to see you again. You actually sit down and talk to her for a couple hours. You're, you're dancing, <laughs> you're dancing with each other, you know, hyping up, oh, shots. Yeah, let's go. You're actually getting to know this girl, you know, and that's yeah. what it was for this game. We actually got to get to know Daniel and it was a hell of a party. It was a it was. real, it was a great party. And then, you know, Ended ended really well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So that's the best comparison I could think of. Like we really got to know Daniel Jones very well. Excited to see him again, you know what I'm saying. Like I said, it's gonna be the greatest, quickest week for us. Who are we play next again? The Redskins. So for their defense, it's gonna be kind of kind of it's home games. Landon Collins, welcome back to MetLife. Josh Norman and them gonna get the get a taste of this versus Daniel Jones. Oh, that's crazy. I forgot. I I honestly throughout all this, I forgot that Landon Collins and even Eric Flowers existed. As oh. Yes, Eric Flat. Oh, he better tear him apart, bro. It's Dexter like, Lawrence, man. Dexter I'm, Lawrence. I'm I'm putting pressure on them. I say that sometimes fans act too much. Well, for these last couple of games, I say, oh, defense. I need three sacks, or whatever. They've completed that every time I've requested it. For the interceptions, I said I needed three interceptions for this game. They got one. Hey, that's fine. Janoris dropped one. He dropped the would have been pick six. So yeah, for this, I'm gonna request a, a lot of. Whatever, you know, hey, you're going up against Eric. You're going to be hearing that from me. Hey, y'all going up against Eric Flowers. Let me remind you who Eric Flowers is. I'm going to bring up some bad memories. So it's going to be kind of embarrassing if, you know, hey, whoever is on his side, if you don't, I'm expecting, who's their quarterback for the, uh, the Redskins now? The starter, Case Keenum. Keenum. Case, Case Keenum. Keenum. Case Keenum, that's right. I keep thinking about Hass. I know Hass is not the starter, but after the Giants didn't draft him, he's kind of talking spicy. You know what I'm saying? Landon Collins hyping him up too. You know, like the tweet, it was the day of. It was the day of when the Giants passed on Haskins uh, draft day. So, yeah, I'm expecting Case Keenum to have a long day. Um, yeah, but not take them lightly. It's a division game. Anybody can win because you know these types of opponents the best. You know right. what I'm saying? And like in the past, the last year, the Dolphins even upset the Patriots. You know what I'm saying? Like it should have been, you always think that the Patriots going up against anybody in their, their division should be a blowout. But can't wait to see the Patriots and the Bills play each other. That's going to be very interesting. Okay. I feel like I'm all over the place, bro. I, I, that's that's what that's what these reaction episodes are. Yeah, that's what these reaction we're, we're what what we're what we're trying to do is we're trying to we're trying to catch you on your toes here. We're trying to you know get the you know we we like to think that we're that we're the pulse of the fan base here, Ron. We're the pulse of the fan base, so I'm sure just as we're all over the place, they're all over the place as well. So, Ron, you called it a party. Yes, I like I I I love that comparison. I love that metaphor. It was a party. It was a one-point victory. It was a party that was full of surprises. It was a party that was full of uh, full of some bad moments, some full of oh shit moments. But then at the end of the day, we left happy. We left winning. Matt yep. Gay is our hero. We need to send him a gift <laughs> basket. Uh, yeah. Ron, uh, Ron, give us give us kind of your your final thoughts. Uh, please plug your YouTube, your Twitter, all your social media. Plug whatever you want to plug. Um, and then I think you know we're gonna we're gonna end our own party here. All right. Oh well, no, the party ain't stopping. This party is due to hold. Ah, I got you. Don't be, don't be shocked when I'm at work tonight. You know, and I send you a random video. Like, hey, what's up, Justin? <laughs> you know, you might be sleeping, you might be not, but hey, you know, I'm at work doing. My, I'm a security guard. I'm at work doing my tours. Just want to let you know I'm still turned up. Like, ah, uh, like, what's up? This is the the office room. Let me show you around. I might send you a weird video like that. So be on the lookout. But um, yeah. Uh, final thoughts on the game. We needed this. This was a must. This was this was a a must needed win without realizing it. This was a must needed win. 
Um, I thought the Cowboys game was a must need to win, which it was. We still lost, but this was a much needed win because we don't know what it had. We don't, we don't, we now don't know what it's like to be 0 3 for this season. We won't have to feel that because I was, that was in my mind. Yo, what if the Giants go 1 3? What if they go on 4? Then we got to face harder teams Vikings, Vikings, Patriots, da da da. How long, when will it stop? So this is broken now. This gives momentum, outlook for the future. For Daniel, like you said before, you know, oh, teams, you know, they don't know what to expect for Daniel Jones. For the Redskins, all they have is this last game, but, um, they're gonna make the, the Giants gonna make their adjustments too, and let's just hope to a bright future. Like we hope, imagine if we see the same Daniel, four touchdowns, three hundred plus yards. Imagine if we see the same Daniel throughout the whole season. This this will be wonderful, man. And this is this is rookie season. Someone on my comments the other day said Daniel Jones for rookie of the year. I threw that one out of my mind. I'm not even going there. I'm not gonna even. Hey, Dan, man, Daniel Jones pull that off. He might get a song like Saquon got. For the draft, Saquon. Then I might put together some bars. For, <laughs> I might put together some bar. Guys, look that up. Uh, uh, draft Saquon song, "Hit the Quan Parody" by Ron Effect. I might, I might, I might, I might put up put up a song for Daniel Jones if he ends up pulling off Rookie of the Year. Oh, that would give a lot. I know uh, Dave Gentleman would want that. Oh, you drafted us two Rookie of the Years with the first pick, so yeah, I know crazy. that would good look good on his resume. Yeah, guys, me and Justin will definitely talk more about this, like, you know, just us privately, whatever, and then I'll, you know, add it to the video. Uh, you'll see us all the time, man. Like, we, we always at the same events and stuff. We always yeah. find each other. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's why, I, like, at the Yankee game, I was not expecting to see you there. When I saw you, I was like, oh, it was like, it was mad cool, bro. I like seeing yeah. you everywhere. Um, and yeah, for me, YouTube.com slash Ron Effect. Ron Effect on Twitter, Ron Effect on Instagram, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Ron Effect 77. I used to play a little bit of Madden. Gears of War is my thing. Gears of War 5, that's the new game that I'm hot at. Um, what other things I want to plug? I guess that, yeah, that's it for right now, I guess. So yeah, Ron Effect, check the YouTube channel. Got dreams for that. Appreciate you guys. Forgive me of anything that, you, that I say that you might not like. I don't try to upset anybody. It's just, you know, just me how I feel and I'm passionate. So I might say some things, you know. I'm just, it's just passion. Don't take it to heart like a lot of people do. And hopefully, hopefully this is the beginning of something beautiful. Once again, Justin, thank you for having me on here. You and David, thank you so much. No uh, problem. Thank you for I, coming on. We appreciate your time. This this was a lot of fun. I, I'm glad it had to be for this game too. It, 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 it feel like it's destined. It feel like it was destined. Because I don't know how we were going to do this if it was a loss, man. Yeah. I probably, I probably would have been droopy and like, you know, yeah, they can do this, they can do that. But now something we can hype. Now we can hype. This is what I live for, man. I don't know how Patriots fans. Patriots fans can never complain about nothing. Like if you're a Patriots fan, you ever complain about your team? It's like it's too much know. winning. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> it's like yeah, all that winning is like, what are you mad at? Like you already know that they're, you know, they got the Red Sox, the Bruins. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but yeah, I'm happy to be a Giants fan. Just like you know, there some you things like this. I just want this feeling. I love it. I love it. It's it's, it's it's a high. It's a high without intake without ingesting anything. All right, the party goes on until next Sunday at East Rutherford. MetLife Stadium, Giants will be taking on the Redskins. You'll be hearing from Bleeding Blue this Wednesday, I want to say, where David and I will be reviewing the All-22 film, and we'll be looking back at the, uh, the game film, the game tape, and breaking down Daniel Jones, breaking down this Giants defense, and possibly even talking about life, uh, life after Saquon for a few weeks. So, Ron, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, until next week or until next time, everybody, thank you for listening. Keep on bleeding blue. Stay beautiful, as David would say. And thank you once again, Ron, for coming on. Thank you. Jersey.